launching a business is hard work, but for one entrepreneur, a tough job became even more challenging when she had to battle prejudice at the same time. Autumn Rabbits is the super talented cake maker behind Plum and Rabbits. This time on Let's Be Honest, we hear about how she nearly quit in the face of racism. And Autumn, you've talked about the, I suppose, the the dichotomy between the freedom of being an entrepreneur, the creative output, the ability to do your work around your family. And then on the flip side, you've talked about how it, it's it's a struggle, it's quite lonely, it's all on you. Talk to me about some of the hardships that you face as an entrepreneur, because I know that when we spoke before, you said that there was a point where you wanted to give it up. T- tell us about what happened. Yeah, there've been a few times actually where I've wanted to um, just throw the towel in and say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do something else or or go back to jewellery or try and get a designing job. I, yeah, I've had, you know, I've had some interesting experiences. Coming from London, I was lucky enough, I think, in London to never really question my, uh, my skin colour, to question being a black woman. And it was only really when I moved up to Northumberland that I, I did have experiences that made me think, oh, people are going to treat me different, which, you know, thinking about it, that was a real luxury that I had in London, being in a real multicultural environment. It just wasn't really an issue. And then I moved, or, or it wasn't an issue to a point where I thought it was going to affect what I wanted to do, which in itself is is a luxury, which in itself is combined with things like, you know, I'm mixed race, so I'm lighter skin, so it's colorism as well. So I guess I probably experienced favoritism on the fact that I'm lighter skin than, than some of my friends and peers, which in itself is absolutely ridiculous and awful. But then I moved up here and of course I am in an incredible minority and I think in the town that I live in I may be maybe one of five black people who live here. So I have experienced very interesting responses to delivering cakes. People assume, as subconscious racism works, people assume um, because everything in our sphere generally in the media is is white driven, you know, that I'm going to be white, that they hear me on the phone, they think I'm going to be white, and then they open the door, and they see a black woman standing there, and they're a bit, always, quite often a little bit taken aback by that. Um, I've also done experiments where I have been to wedding fairs, and asked uh, white female friends, and also my eldest daughter to stand in for me, and to see if the response was different because I am very talkative and very chatty and very friendly and very open to people. So I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was perhaps, um, you know, resting face or, or being standoffish. Um, I'm always pretty smiley generally, unless I'm crying on Instagram. Um, so, uh, and, and I did find that the engagement jumped, people's responses jumped, people signing up, people sending emails after their experience jumped and yeah, there's, there's just always that little, I think the difficulty is always just that little question mark, you know, when people say to me, oh, did you make that? I'm not really sure if, you know, I wonder if the cake, the other cake company, five stands down, where there's a white woman standing, do they ask her if she made the cakes or do they just assume that that was already hers? There's always this little question mark that's there that makes me feel really uncomfortable Um in my own skin, really. And, you know, I I think if I could entirely rule it out, you know, and I felt like subconscious racism wasn't a thing, then I wouldn't really ask those questions. But I'm like, did you ask her that question? Did you, did you ask her whether she really made, you know, she's standing right next to it, of course, there's only one person at the stand. 
it's not really going to be anybody else. I mean, I certainly you could, you know, I think that people see me and they assume that I'm just a worker for someone else. I think that's what it's about, really, you know. So that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And in fact, there was a time where I took my picture off of my uh, website to see if my inquiries went up and they did. <laughs> so, um, I mean, and I, actually I say this as in they did locally. They stayed the same level for people. When I, I actually get more orders from people who live down south than people who live up north. That's starting to, starting to change ever so slightly now that my engagement is a bit better um, up here. And it is starting to change ever so slightly, especially this year I've really noticed a change. But yeah, it, it was... It's been strange, to say the least. And, and you know, when I felt about quitting, in itself, I felt a bit uncomfortable about throwing in the towel just because, you know, some people had a bit of made possibly a bit of an issue or a bit of a strange reaction to the fact that I'm a black woman running a cake business. I, you know, and then I, you know, I kind of felt, well, that's a bit of a silly, you know, I can't just give up just because of that. And, and I think that's kind of what's kept me going. But it just feels really unfair sometimes when I see people whose skill level is half of what I had all of a sudden have, say, you know, 10,000 followers and they've only been running for two years and I've been running for 10. And I'm like, oh, it just makes me feel super uncomfortable. But, you know, in that, I don't know where those came from. You know, I, I don't know whether they're paid for or whether they've done lots of paid posts and direct people to their profile or do you know what I mean? It's... I just feel uncomfortable in the grey area. I wish there wasn't a grey area, I think. Yeah, and it's the asking the questions, the, the, the waste of energy that where you don't know and then you never really feel like you've got sure footing um, with people where you're like, well, why is this response not quite what I was hoping for? Is there something else at play? That must be absolutely exhausting. I've actually got goose pimples listening to this story because it's, um, it's hard enough to grow a business and try and find customers without this other thing, this elephant in the room, making life much harder for you. I just can't really imagine how you deal with it. And I suppose I'd love to know um, for any other business people who have had a similar response or have similar fears, do you have any advice for them? Is there anything that you can share to... To, to, to how you handle it or you know what what mechanisms you have in place even in your head to get through it to be honest I just keep my head down and keep working and I've had to grow real confidence in my ability so real confidence in my ability to be a creator and to think when I see people with massive followings which of course doesn't always equal product product sales and I, I know that um I have to remind myself that I have to be a bit um, arrogant about it almost and say, actually, I probably have more talent in my little finger than they do. And if I look at my work and the things that I've made, it is way more interesting than what they've been producing for the entire two years that they've been running. So I have to tell myself and I, I actually say it out loud. I'm like, keep going. You're absolutely fine. Just keep going. You know, if you've got kids and you've seen um, Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, you know, like, just keep swimming, everything's fine, it's like sharks around you, and you know, like, the water's really dark, and you can't see where you're going, but everything's fine, everything's fine, um, and, you know, actually, 
if you keep doing that and you keep pushing yourself and believing in yourself and telling what you tell yourself in your head is so important. Everyone's talking about mental health. This is such a big part of it. You know, what you tell yourself in your head, your brain really listens to. And I've had to really tell myself, you're great. You're fine. Keep going. Just keep creating things that you love and that you enjoy and you'll be absolutely fine. And I think through that, I've allowed my creativity just to flow. And by allowing my creativity to th- to flow, I've enabled my business to, to grow. Because actually, after a while, after a while, I feel like I've gotten so good that people can't ignore me anymore. People can't be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. Do you know what I mean? But people have to order from me because I am the best option. That's what I've tried to create. I'm like, I just have to... It's exhausting to do that. And I... I've spoken to loads of other um, black business owners who feel the same. It's exhausting to have to be the very best to get the average amount of attention. It's absolutely exhausting. But I have a plan. I'm working to it. I'm trying to enjoy myself while I do it because I never wanted to do a job that I spent my, you know, you spend almost your entire life working. I never wanted to be working and doing something that I didn't enjoy. And I think I've just decided to double down. Sound Advice is known for truth-telling, and these Let's Be Honest minisodes bring you teasers every two weeks from our star entrepreneurs. Love them? Tell us on social media using the hashtag SoundAdvicePodcast.